Welcome to the MPC Podcast. I am Tim W. Gill, pastor of Medora Pentecostal Church, and I'm thrilled that you've joined us today. Here at MPC, we are committed to bringing hope and building lives. One way we do that is through this podcast. Thank you for listening, for sharing and reviewing what we do here. It is our desire to connect with you, and you can find us on Facebook, or you can find us at our website, medorachurch.com. It is our prayer that today's message inspires you, encourages you, and that the kingdom of God is advanced in your life. Let's get right to the word of the Lord today. Jesus said, ye are the salt of the earth, but if the salt has lost his savor, wherewith shall it be salted? It is therefore good for nothing, but to be cast out and to be trodden underfoot. Simply tonight, I want to talk to you about the salt of the earth, salt of the earth. Heavenly Father, we love you today. We give you praise. Help us, Lord Jesus, for the next few moments to preach, Lord God, what you have put in our spirit and help us to say it, Lord, as you would have us to say. I depend upon your anointing today. Bless the word to our heart in Jesus' mighty name. Let everybody say amen. amen. Be seated. We were blessed tonight to hear from Russia, to hear from Honduras, to hear from Medora. There's all kind of cultures in our world today when it comes to nationalities, when it comes to groups and people. There's even culture in southern Indiana. It's different from northern Indiana. Somebody say, I know that's right. Uh, there's all kinds of that kind of culture. But when you really boil it down, there's only two cultures in our world today. Only two. There is one that is rising from below. It comes from the kingdom of darkness. It comes from the pits of hell. And it comes from below. Then there is the kingdom of heaven that comes from above. Jesus said that we are to pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We are in a conflict of cultures between those two. They manifest in different worlds, in different cultures of the world, and different people. But in reality, we have the kingdom of heaven and we have the kingdom of darkness. That's what we're dealing with. When you look at our crazy world and you see this, this what, what perhaps 10 years ago you never thought you would see, maybe even five, I don't know, but, but just... Just think about the stuff that is just blatantly before us today, and we are in need of some cultural transition. Yes. Amen. And I believe that it is the agenda of heaven that we win souls, but we don't only win souls, we affect by bringing kingdom culture to wherever God has sent us. We're not just there to save, to baptize, and herd them like cattle out the door. But we are to make disciples. Right. Making disciples is changing the culture. 
It's changing the mindset. It's changing the way that, that, that we think and the way that we look and the way that we act and the way that we talk. Amen. I believe in, in, in separation. How many know the Bible teaches separation from the world? We're to be separate. We're to be, we're to be separate. But there is a, a, a paradox here. There's a, a, a dichotomy between we are called to be separate and then he says, go into the world. We're called to be separate. Then he says, go into the world. How is that possible that we can both be separate and in the world, reaching the world at the same time? It's because we have different properties. We have different elements. We have different strength. We have a different message. We have a different hope. We have a different king. We have a different government. And he wants us to go into all the world, amen, and be salt in that world. We are called to bring heaven's culture into our depraved world. We are here to impact, to impact, and to infect this world with the culture of God and with the will of God. Notice Jesus said, ye are the salt of the light, or the salt of the earth. Ye are the salt of the earth. You are. You are. You have the quality of being salt. That's what he's saying. You have the quality within you. You are the salt of the earth. I want to tell you, government is not the salt of the earth. Institutions are not the salt of the earth. Organizations are, are not even the salt of the earth. Even the assemblies of the Lord Jesus Christ is not the salt of the earth just by organization. But he said, you are. You people my people, you are the salt of the earth. Amen. Tonight we have been so blessed by the ordination of, uh, of, of Dylan and Katie. We're very thankful for where God is sending them to be salt in, in Central America and, 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 and impact and infect that world where God calls them. But let me talk to MPC tonight. MPC, you are the salt of Medora. You are the salt of Jackson County. You are the salt, amen, of Lawrence County. You're the salt of Washington County. You are the salt on your job. You're the salt when you go to Walmart. You're the salt when you go to school. Wherever you are, you are the salt of the earth. Commentator Dave Gruzik made this observation. He said the word are in the Greek is in the indicative mood, which is the mood of reality. In other words, you really are. You really are. Turn to somebody and say, you really are. Pastor, I don't know how to change my world. I don't know how to be a witness. I don't know how to make an impact. Well, you are. You are. It's already in you. The properties of it are already in you. The ability is, oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. The ability is already in us. It's very important that we understand that in reality, we are the salt of the earth. We are the salt factor. We are the influencing factor of the world we live in. Furthermore, he continues by saying it is in the present tense, this this word in the Greek is in the present tense, uh, expressing a constant, continuing, and uh, uh, indicates that saltiness 
saltiness is to continually be the lifestyle of every citizen of the kingdom of heaven. Every one of us, you ought to be salty. There ought to be some saltiness about you. There ought to be something about you that tells a neighbor they're different. They're, they're, they're bringing a new flavor that I don't have in my world. There's something unique about them. Amen. As, as we heard the, the testimony of Austin and Mallory, there was some salt that was being oozed out and poured out in that hospital room that somebody had to say, there's something different about this. There's something different about this. Why? We're the salt of the earth. Hallelujah. Somebody praise the Lord with your hands together. Hallelujah. We are the change agents. We are the change agents. Hallelujah. You have more power in you than you ever know. But he said, I'll give you power to be witnesses. I'll give you power to be salt. I'll give you power to be an agent of change. Colossians 1 and 13 says, He hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. Somebody said, I've been changed. I've been transformed. I have a a new life. I have a new outlook. It is time, NBC, that we get an outlook that when we show up, we are bringing a different reality to the darkness. We are bringing a different reality to the craziness. We are bringing a different reality, and it's not because we went to a conference or because we know how to teach a Bible study. It's not because of anything other than what we are. You are. Salt. You are salt. Colossians, again, Paul writes in another few verses later, in verse 27, he said, To whom God would make known through you, if I may add, what is the riches of the glory of the mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you. Christ in you, the hope of glory, whom we preach, warning every man. (laughs) Amen. Spreading salt everywhere and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus, whereunto I also labor, striving according to his work, which worketh in me mightily. There is something mighty inside of you that you need to get a hold of and realize I'm a changer. I'm here to bring something different. I'm here to bring a different smell. I'm here to bring a different outlook look because I'm salt. Matthew's depiction of this verse says you are salt. Luke who is the detailed guy of the New Testament Luke writes it like this in Luke 14 and 34 salt is good. Everybody say salt is good. Sorry all you doctors and naysayers that says don't ever have salt. Salt is good. Somebody should have just took a lap right there. Some of you salt lovers should have just took a lap right there. You know, you're the ones that pour it in your hand before you pour it on your food. So you know how much. Salt is good. But if salt have lost his savor, wherewith shall it be seasoned? 
And he uses where it was supposed to be used. If it doesn't have its Savior, it's no good because it is neither fit for the land nor yet for the dunghill. But men cast it out. He that hath ears to hear, let him hear. Amen. There are hundreds, no doubt, of uses for salt. We tend to think of salt within the context of our American usage and what we do with a little salt shaker, amen, that you put on your food. But salt in the time of Christ had some rather specific and important uses. You will know of the Dead Sea. Anybody ever heard of the Dead Sea? The Dead Sea is nothing but around 30, 35% salt. They've got all the salt they need. They had the Mediterranean on one side and the Dead Sea on the other side. There was no shortage of salt in that area. The Dead Sea uh, has 45 million tons of rich mineral salt in it. It was a, a great supply. The compound is refined through solar radiation, which neutralizes sodium chloride that sinks to the bottom and leaves the rich compound uh, in the evaporation pools from which it is harvested. The Dead Sea uh, salt contains somewhere between 26 and 31 essential elements and minerals. Twelve of the Dead Sea minerals do not exist in any other salt but in the Dead Sea. For instance, salt is used from the Dead Sea for its unique qualities of feeling relaxed. Somebody say, I'm here to relax you. <laughs> feeling relaxed, uh, nourishment to the skin, activating the blood system, healing uh, uh, diseases uh, and metabolic disorders. In addition, they say natural minerals are essential for correcting functioning body uh, issues on your skin, amen, and make you healthy. People travel from all over to get the salt from the Dead Sea. But let me, let me share with you something that also comes as a primary thing from the Dead Sea. The Dead Sea, again, has these rich minerals. And there are high portions of potassium, magnesium, and bromide. Amen. One of the main minerals, there is potassium, and it is in the form of potassium chloride. I didn't know this until I found out that potassium chloride is the equivalent of what we call potash. Potash. What potash is, is that it is fertilized. And so they would take the salt from the Dead Sea to their gardens. And they would take salt from the Dead Sea to where they were planting. And they would sow that salt into the earth, into the ground. For it was that ground that be fed by these rich minerals of the Dead Sea salt. And it would begin to bring forth great gardens and, and tremendous byproducts of that fertilizer. Jesus said, you are the salt of the earth. He didn't say you're the salt of the culture. He didn't say you're the salt of a town. He said you're the salt of the earth. What is he saying? You are essential to the growth of my harvest. You are essential to the production of what I want to see come to pass. Amen. There are three key elements in fertilizing for a good growth, and that's nitrogen, 
That second one is phosphates, and the third is this potassium. Amen. Salt was used extensively in the time of Christ in this potash fertilizing form. Amen. So they could have good growth and a good harvest. And so we find that there is a great benefit of salt in the earth. Dr. Murray found out that there are some incredible benefits in growing food from today fertilized with sea salt. He did a study and he said, here's the byproduct of fertilizing with sea salt. Number one, it increased plant growth. Number two, it produced larger and more abundant crops. Number three, plants have a greater resistance to pests and disease by this sea salt fertilization. Food, they said, tastes better if it has been fertilized by sea salt. Food is slower to decay if it has been fertilized by some sea salt. There are higher levels of vitamins and sugars because of that fertilization. We find that B1 increased by 35% because of that fertilization. B2 increased by 10%. Amen. Niacin increased by 38%. And vitamin E enriched by 15%. And yet you sit there and think, I am nothing. I'm a no one. I'm not going anywhere. I'm still right here. I'm just a member of a church. No, you are salt. And in your words and in your life and in your presence, there is some fertilization going on that God wants to grow in a harvest of blessings. It is interesting that he said that it doesn't, if it doesn't have its savior, if it doesn't have its saltiness, it's not good for the land. It's not good for fertilizer. But he also said, it's not good for the dunghill. I'm not going into specifics right now. I'm going to keep this G-rated. But what they would do is that where there was toxic waste, bacteria-ridden and lin, all this in this waste, they would take the same salt they fertilized the soil and they would put it on the toxic waste. And it would prevent growth in the waste. And it would promote growth in the harvest. You see, you are not only here to grow, but you're also to keep some things from growing. We're here to grow. We're salt of the earth. But there are some things that don't need to grow in your culture. It does not need to grow in your home. It does not need to grow, amen, in your life. Why? I got to get my eye on this harvest over here. I'm, I'm believing God for a harvest, but I'm also taking care of the waste. We're living in a day where people think they can be apostolic and live like Ten cursed morons and be idiots in culture and talk all kinds of ways and live all kinds of ways and come to church and hallelujah. You know what is happening? There's a mixture. You see, the only way sodium chloride cannot lose its flavor. 
scientists tell us salt cannot lose its saltiness unless it becomes mixed. Unless it becomes mixed. And when you got too much sand in your salt, it will lose its savor. When you got too many other negative minerals in your salt, it will lose its savor. So when the Lord says you can't have a, a, a salty life and bless the land or the dunghill if you've lost your Savior, amen, what do we need? We need some refining again. We need to go through the process of refining again so that we can stand and say, I am the salt of the earth. Get out of me, sin. Get out of me, lying. Get out of me, gossip. In the name of Jesus. Medora, Pentecostal Church, God is calling us. This is our season. This is our season. Do you remember what Brother Vincent said when he gave us a word? And he said, God's going to deal with your pastor about some things. Everybody, he's been dealing with me about some things. Hallelujah. And we're going to set up shop. We're going to set up shop. We're going to set up a salt shop. But we're not going to just keep salt in these four walls. We're not just going to make a salt shaker for a little seasoning. Neither are we going to make a salt cellar so we can just hide it away for a, a rainy day. We're not hiding it in boxes, but we are the salt of the earth. we got to get it out. We've got to sow it with the seed. And if you'll sow some salt with the seed, then you can have some harvest. I want to share with you that I'm about done. I said I was about done. I want to share with you three essentials for salt to work and get the job done. There are three things that needs to happen. Salt has to be spread in an amount to be effective. One researcher said, though, all it takes is 5% of salt to make a difference in the harvest. It doesn't take a lot, but it's got to be sown. It doesn't require a lot, but it's got to be applied. You want a different culture in your work? Be salt. I don't like where I'm working. I don't like what they're saying. Just be salt. Doesn't mean you preach to them and rebuke them and, and tell them all that kind of stuff, but, but there's got to be something inside of you that says to them, there's a difference here, and I feel uncomfortable cussing around them. I feel uncomfortable telling dirty jokes around them. I feel like, why? It's not just that you have said anything, but there's some saltiness about you. There's some Holy Ghost about you. There's something that is innate by you. You have to spread it. Jesus said in Matthew 13 and 33, another parable spake he unto them. He said, the kingdom of heaven is like unto leaven, which a woman took and hid in three measures of meal till the whole was leaven. Amen. You let salt stay around long enough, it will impact where you are. Hallelujah. There are some people that said, well, I'm the, I'm the only apostolic in my job. 
Great. Great, wonderful. Amen. Won't you pray God bring a number two here and then a number three on this job and then we'll be a 5% and we'll make a difference. Woo! But one that runs will not make a difference. You've got to sow the salt. Amen. I, I, I quickly, I don't know if we have everybody here, but if you work in the school system here in Medora, raise your hand. You work in the school system. Hallelujah. One, two, three, four, five, six. Micah also works in the school system. Uh, Sister Teresa works in the school system. Mm-hmm. So we got how many? Eight? Eight in our, from our church. Do you know what they say about MPC in the town? About us being so active and, and, and connected to our school system? They say we're taking over. Am I telling the truth? Just Teresa, we've heard that. They are taking over. You bet we are. Why? There's a culture in that school that needs some changing. There's a culture of life. There's a hopelessness that has wrapped a hold of people and they have no reason for living. So praise be to God. You that are the secret agents, amen, of the kingdom of God, let your light shine, but be salty. Be salty. Be different. You're the salt of the earth. First of all, you've got to sow an amount to make a difference. We are here to influence, infiltrate, and infect our world. There's no, there's no secret about that. The darker and bleaker the world is around us, the greater the kingdom of God has got to work. When we preach the gospel of kingdom, when we live by the laws and the principles of the kingdom, when we dress and live modestly, when we have clean conversations, when we go about our day bringing glory to God, you know what happens? We're salt. Salt. Number two, salt must contact the dirt. Salt must contact the dirt. Amen. Salt has to be present to work. We can't just have salt sellers and salt keepers in this building. We are the salt of the earth, not the salt of a building, not the salt of a conference. We are the salt of the earth. We have got to go make contact with people that people that don't look like us, people that don't dress like us, people that don't believe that they are even a man or a woman, amen, people that you don't understand, but the Bible says, go be salt anyway. Go be different anyway. We are the salt of the earth. So you got to have an amount. It's got to make contact with the dirt. And three, salt needs to be salty. Somebody say, that's profound. That's deep. Salt must be salty. Again, you cannot lose saltiness without dilution and diluting it and it become a mixture. Brothers and sisters, we don't do salt. We are salt. Somebody tell your neighbor, said, I don't do salt. I am salt. The church in this hour must consider ourselves to be essential. 
to the world we live in. You are essential. Salt is essential to the growth. You are essential to your school, community, job, work, and home. As salt, we are not irrelevant. We are essential. Thank God for the salt. I, I want you to, if you don't mind, go, go to Luke 14, 34 that I have there, that last scripture. You, you know this, salt is good, but the salt have lost its savor. Wherewith shall it be seasoned? All right. Next verse. It is neither fit for the land nor yet for the dunghill, but cast it out. It becomes, as Matthew said, trodden on the ground. It becomes pavement and, and has no impact. He that hath ears to hear, let him hear. That's 14 and 35. What is chapter 15? What is chapter 15? Then drew near unto him all the publics and sinners for to hear him. What is he doing? I'm salt. Being salt. That's where we have the chapter of the lost sheep, the lost coin, and the lost son. Salt in the context of the kingdom is about reaching the lost, being an impact. Would you stand with me, please? We need the word of God preached, and it should be. We need the truth be told, and it must be. We need to be of the kingdom of God and about the Father's business. But sometimes people say, I can't preach. I can't even talk. I don't know how to be a witness. Just be salty. Be different. Be unique. Don't worry about fitting into the in crowd of this world. There will come a time that somebody from the in crowd is going to look you up and say, I need help. I feel like, I need, like I'm about to commit suicide. I need help. Well, let me just tell you about the hope that I have in Jesus Christ. Amen. You're the salt of the earth. What you've been through, what you've experienced, and the life that Christ has put in you, you are the salt of the earth. You're the fertilizer. It's not just about flavoring a steak and flavoring your table. It is about simply fertilizing good things to grow and preventing bad things from growing. Amen. Salt, will you lift your hand? Come on, salt. Let's love the Lord today and thank God today that we are the salt of the earth. Amen. Pastor Dill and Sister Katie are getting ready to go on a, on a journey into a mission field. Well, let me just tell you, so are you. So am I. We have a mission field right outside of our church. We have a mission field right outside of our homes, in the towns we live in, in the places that we are. Lord, let us be salt today. Hallelujah. I want to be salt today. Change my world, Lord, where I am. Let my life be an example, Lord, of kingdom living. Lord, let me live kingdom culture. Let me live kingdom culture. Lord, I praise you today. I bless you today. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Is there anybody feeling like a call on your life to be a, a salt dispenser? Amen. You want to be a salt dispenser? Why don't you come to this altar and just stand here and say, Lord, I'm here to be what you want me to be. Get the impurities out so I can be salty. 
Oh, God, get the impurities out so I can be salty. I want to be salt, Lord, for this world needs it. In the mighty name of Jesus, hallelujah, I'm salt. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, I want to win some souls for you. God, I've got to be a soul winner. Lord, I've got to be a salt supplier, a fertilizer, Lord, of that which needs to grow. Lord Jesus, but also God, I want to be a disinfectant. I want to be, Lord Jesus, a preventative from things, oh God, of this world that's toxic, things, oh God, that is pollution. Lord Jesus, I can stand for truth. I can stand for righteousness in love. Oh God, give the words to say in this generation. God, as we're facing, Lord, issues of, of proclaiming the truth to people that do not even believe in the concept of truth. Oh Lord, today, help us to be salt. Help us to be Thank you for listening to the MPC podcast. We trust that today's message has inspired you, encouraged you, and strengthened you in the Lord. We would like to invite you to join us again by simply subscribing to our podcast, and we encourage you to write a review if it has been a blessing to you. Again, you can find us at medorachurch.com to learn more about our ministry.